Welcome to the one-year journey through the Holy Bible. Let's pray to the Holy Spirit to open our hearts and minds to understand and live the Word of God. Holy Spirit, come to my mind, my heart, and my spirit so that as I read your Word, let me understand, know, and love you better. Bless me to be a faithful disciple to apply your Word to my life. Make me a light shining upon all those who are in darkness. As I read the Word of God, enlighten my mind and enkindle my heart with a deeper love for you and the people around me. Amen. We have finished Genesis and we are starting Exodus chapter 1 to 4. Chapter 1 Jacob's Descendants in Egypt These are the names of the sons of Israel who, accompanied by their households, entered into Egypt with Jacob. Reuben, Simon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan, and Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. The total number of Jacob's direct descendants were 70. Joseph was already in Egypt. Now Joseph and all his brothers and that generation had died, but the Israelites were fruitful and prolific. They multiplied and became so very numerous that the land was filled with them. The Oppression Then a new king, who knew nothing of Joseph, rose to power in Egypt. He said to his people, See, the Israelite people have multiplied and become more numerous than we are. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them and stop their increase. Otherwise, in time of war, they too may join our enemies to fight against us and so leave the land. Accordingly, they set supervisors over the Israelites to oppress them with forced labor. Thus they had to build for Pharaoh the garrison cities of Pithom and Ramesses. Yet the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied and spread, so that the Egyptians began to loathe the Israelites. So the Egyptians reduced the Israelites to cruel slavery, making life bitter for them with hard labor at mortar and brick and all kinds of field work, cruelly oppressed in all their labor. Command to the Midwives The king of Egypt told the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was called Shipra, and the other Puah, When you act as midwives for the Hebrew woman, look on the birth stool. If it is a boy, kill him, but if it is a girl, she may live. The midwives, however, feared God, and they did not do as the king of Egypt had ordered them, but let the boys live. So the king of Egypt summoned the midwives and asked them, Why have you done this, allowing the boys to live? The midwives answered Pharaoh, The Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women. They are robust and give birth before the midwife arrives. Therefore God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and grew very numerous. And because the midwives feared God, God built up families for them. Pharaoh then commanded all his people, Throw into the Nile every boy that is born, but you may let all the girls live. Chapter 2. The Birth and Adoption of Moses Now a man, under the house of Levi, married a Levite woman, and the woman conceived and bore a son. Seeing what a fine child he was, she hid him for three months, but when she could no longer hide him, she took a papyrus basket, dabbed it with bitumen and pitch, and putting the child in it, placed it among the reeds on the bank of the Nile. His sister stationed herself at a distance to find out what would happen to him. Then Pharaoh's daughter came down to bathe at the Nile, while her attendants walked along the bank of the Nile. 
Noticing the basket among the reeds, she sent for her handmaid to fetch it. On opening it, she looked, and there was a baby boy crying. She was moved with pity for him and said, It is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and summon a Hebrew woman to nurse the child for you? Pharaoh's daughter answered her, Go. So the young woman went and called the child's own mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child and nurse him for me, and I will pay your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. When the child grew, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses, for she said, I drew him out of the water. Moses' Flight to Midian On one occasion, after Moses had grown up, when he had gone out to his kinsmen and witnessed their forced labor, he saw an Egyptian striking a Hebrew, one of his own kinsmen. Looking about and seeing no one, he was struck down. He struck down the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. The next day, he went out again, and now two Hebrews were fighting. So he asked the culprit, Why are you striking your companion? But he replied, Who has appointed you ruler and judge over us? Are you thinking of killing me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses became afraid and thought the affair must certainly be out. When Pharaoh heard of the affair, he sought to kill Moses. But, when Moses, but Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to the land of Midian. There, there he sat down by a well. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came to draw water and fill the troughs to water their father's flock. But shepherds came and drove them away. So Moses rose up in their defense and watered their flock. When they returned to their father Raoul, he said to them, How is it that you have returned so soon today? They answered, An Egyptian man delivered us from shepherds. He even drew us water and watered the flock. Where is he? he asked his daughters. Why did you leave the man there? Invite him to have something to eat. Moses agreed to stay with them, and the man gave Moses his, to his daughter Zipporah in marriage. She conceived and bore a son, whom he named Gershom, for he said, I am a stranger residing in a foreign land. The Call and the Commission of Moses The Burning Bush A long time passed, during which the king of Egypt died. The Israelites groaned under their bondage and cried out, and from their bondage their cry for help went up to God. God heard their mourning, and God was mindful of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God saw the Israelites, and God knew. Chapter 3 Meanwhile, Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. Leading the, leading the flock beyond the wilderness, he came to the mountain of God, Horeb. There an angel of the Lord appeared to him as fire flaming out of a bush. When he looked, although the fire, although the bush wasn't on, was on fire, it wasn't being consumed. So Moses decided, I must turn aside to look at this remarkable sight. Why does the bush not burn up? When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to look, God called out to him from the bush, Moses, Moses. He answered, Here I am. God said, Do not come near. Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place you stand on is holy ground. I am the God of your father, he continued, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. The Call and Commission of Moses 
But the Lord said, I have witnessed the affliction of my people in Egypt and have heard their cry against their taskmakers, so I know well what they are suffering. Therefore, I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them from from that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the country of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now, indeed, the outcry of the Israelites have reached me, and I have seen how the Egyptians are oppressing them. Now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? God answered, I will be with you, and this will be your sign that I have sent to you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will serve God at this mountain. But, said Moses to God, if I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What do I tell them? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Then he added, This is what you will tell the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God further said to Moses, This is what you will say to the Israelites. The Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. This is my title for all generations. Go and gather the elders of the Israelites and tell them, The Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has appeared to me and said, I have observed you and what is being done to you in Egypt. So I have decided to lead you up out of your affliction in Egypt into the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, a land flowing with milk and honey. They will listen to you. Then you and the elders of Israel will go to the king of Egypt and say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has come to meet us. So now let us go into a three days journey in the wilderness to offer sacrifice to the Lord our God. Yet I know that the king of Egypt will not allow you to go unless his hand is forced. So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all the wondrous deeds that I will do in its midst. After that he will let you go. I will even make the Egyptians so well disposed towards this that when you go, you will not go empty-handed. Every woman will ask her neighbor and the resident alien in her house for silver and gold articles and for clothing, and you will put them on your sons and daughters, so you will plunder the Egyptians. Chapter 4 But, objected Moses, suppose they do not believe me or listen to me, for that that they may say the Lord did not appear to you. The Lord said to him, What is in your hand? A staff, he said. God said, Throw it on the ground. So he threw it, and on the ground it became a snake. And Moses backed away from it. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now stretch out your hand and take hold of its tail. So he stretched out his hand and took hold of it, and it became a staff in his hand. That is so that they will believe that I am the Lord, the God of their ancestors. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob did appear to you. Again the Lord said to him, Put your hand into the fold of your garment. So he put his hand into the fold of his garment, and when he drew it out, there was in his hand covered with scales like snowflakes.
Then God said, Put your hand back into the fold of your garment. So he put his hand back into the fold of his garment, and when he drew it out, there was again like his own flesh. If they do not believe you or pay attention to the message of the first sign, they should believe the message of the second sign. And if they do not believe even these two signs and they do not listen to you, take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry land. The water you take from the Nile will become blood on the dry land. Aaron's Office as Assistant Moses, however, said to the Lord, If you please, my Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor now that I have spoken to you, your ser- to, you to your servant, but I am slow in speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, Who gives one speech? Who makes another mute or another deaf, or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will assist you in speaking, and I will teach you what to say. But he said, If you please, my Lord, send someone else. Then the Lord became very angry with Moses and said, I know there is your brother, Aaron the Levite, who is a good speaker. Even now he is on his way to meet you. When he sees you, he will truly be glad. You will speak to him and put the words in his mouth. I will assist both of you and him in speaking and teach both of you what you are to do. He will speak to the people for you, and he will be your spokesman, and you will be as God to him. Take this staff in your hand with it, and you are now to perform the signs. Moses returns to Egypt. After this, Moses returned to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said to him, Let me return to my kindred in Egypt to see whether they are still living. Jethro replied to Moses, Go in peace. Then the Lord said to Moses and Midian, Return to Egypt, for all those who have sought your life are dead. So Moses took his wife and his sons, mounted them on a donkey, and started back to the land of Egypt. Moses took the staff of God with him. The Lord said to Moses, On your return to Egypt, see that you perform before Pharaoh all the wonders I have put in your power. But I will harden his heart, and he will not let the people go. So you will say to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, my firstborn. I said to you, Let my son go, that he may serve me. Since you refuse to let him go, I will kill your son, your firstborn. On the journey at the place where they spent the night, the Lord came upon Moses and sought to put him to death. But Zipporah took a piece of flint and cut off her son's foreskin, and touching it, touching his feet, she said, Surely you are a spouse of blood to me. So God let Moses alone. At that time she said, A spouse of blood in regard to circumcision. The Lord said to Aaron, Go into the wilderness to meet Moses. So he went, when meeting him at the mountain of God, he kissed him. Moses told Aaron everything that the Lord had sent him to say, and all the signs he had been commanded to do. Then Moses and Aaron went and gathered all the elders of the Israelites. Aaron told them everything the Lord had said to Moses, and he performed the signs before the people. The people believed, and when they heard that the Lord had observed the Israelites and had seen their affliction, they knelt and bowed down. The Word of the Lord
Now go, I will assist you in speaking and teach you what you are to say. Exodus chapter 4 verse 12